0: (laughs) Oh. Welcome to another edition of Let Me Tell You Something. As myself, Lorca Mullen, and my co-host, Simon Cross, continue our journey to watch every match that we can find that Dave Meltzer, that old wrestling internet know-it-all, has given five stars or higher, and we're continuing on with our G1 Climax journey. And we're watching the third match of the 2018 G1 Climax to gain five stars from Mr. Meltzer. And it's a returning face from the previous match and a returning face from many other matches and Simon's wet dreams.
1: Oh, Simon, geez. what are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about Hiroki Goto and he's taking on my, my new babe, my new bae, to quote uh, the kids these days. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii, the Stone Pitbull. So
0: well, our first introduction to Tomohiro Shii to this list was his 2013 G1 Climax match against Katsuyori Shibata, the first non-G1 final to get a five-star match from Dave Meltzer. And for some people, one of their favourite matches of all time, we said in that episode, I think Jim Smallman of Progress Wrestling and now NXT UK has said it's his second favourite match ever behind only another match we've done, CM Punk versus John Cena. And I think there are echoes of that match throughout this one because Hiroki, Goti was, Go- to, Hiroki Goto was Hiroko Goto, Hiroki Goto was a childhood friend and up to relatively recently tag team partner of Mister Shibata, and so this is almost like a not not a revenge match for him, but that is the one that has the most echoes. But this really pushes that match even further. It's a longer match. Um, but I'll just get, come right out and say I bloody love this match
1: It's incredible uh, I, as um, listeners will know If they've gone through the whole series uh, Have a predilection towards uh, Big men hitting each other Really hard That's why I liked uh, When Kenta Kabashi took on Dr. Death Steve Williams That's why I got such a soft spot For the Can-Am Express uh, And their tag team effort That's why Jumbo especially Um I just, I just, there's something about a really good big man. And yet, I, I get a bit Vince McMahon-y. I like it.
0: And yet you're drooling at the sight of a man who's the best five foot five on a good day. Yeah, but look how wide
1: he is. Like how <laughs> Thick he is. Thick with two C's.
0: I think there's more than two C's going on there.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> and I think in the last couple of years, I know that the last G1 climax, Ishii, was rated like the MVP for most people of that tournament, like the one that was getting, I think he had like the best, whatever it means, star ratings average for that match. Oh,
1: Christ. I mean, I know we're doing this based off. Yeah, like I was about to say, so. you can't,
0: we can't really <laughs> criticise others for that.
1: I'm aware of the delicious irony, but it's like how footballers, uh, are talk, like football pundits are now talking about XG, like expected goals. And just, you see the old school pundits just like, what is this? <laughs> I, I'm a bit the same. Like, so the game is school. out, I've been out moneyballed by all these, like, newfangled stats, basically. Well, um, there's nothing
0: outrageously over the top insofar as, uh, wild, crazy moves. This is just a beatdown. A buy beatdown No, that's,
1: oh, no, sorry. What
0: on earth? <laughs> what are you, Triple H at King of the Ring 98? <laughs> no, um... Jesus, <laughs> I can't recover from that. Uh, Do you what? get what that's reference to? Uh, no, I don't. So China was on the Spanish announce table whilst uh, Triple H was commentating on the uh, King of the Ring final match. Oh, right. This works because it's thematically linked. It was tournaments, and um, and he's and because China can speak Spanish or she could speak Spanish. Ah, oh, okay. And they said, "Are you bilingual, Triple H?" And Triple H, trying to be all, you know, X-rated, says, I'm by a lot of things, JR, but Sling was not one of them. Then there was just a pause, and he went, Did I just say that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: brilliant. (laughs) What is it? It sounded good in my head. On paper, it was a good idea.
0: If you'd have given me 20 minutes in the ring, I would have made it work. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: People that don't need uh, 20 minutes... Um, but the uh, Tomohiro get... Oh, Tomohiro hey, okay. Ishii. Because exactly. that's what
0: I was going to say. I think he works in the G1 Climax. Because I was saying, when, when we were talking about how we had seven G1 Climax matches, you just went, yes, 30-minute time limits all around. Oh, yes. And so, because they're having to work within that confines, and also because, you know, they've got to pace themselves. Well, you'd think they would have to pace themselves.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, Tomohiro Ishii is like sort of an anomaly when it comes to pacing. Mm-hmm. He, he And he, he doesn't. He just... Hits you hard. He's like Charlie Sheen. He has one gear. Go.
0: Yeah. He has no interest in even doing headlock takedown exchanges particularly. Yeah. He will elbow you. He will expect you to elbow him. He will chop you. He will expect you to chop him. You can kick him and all those sort of things. He's not going to sell shit
1: for you unless you hurt him. The, The potential jumping the shark moment in this though. Do you think they indulge themselves too much on the trading of forearm exchanges? Do you reckon they go too long?
0: Uh, it does. There is always that risk. It's, it is just that sense of it is Ishii's raison d'être to elbow and forearm people. Yeah. Um. I I definitely think that you can make that case. If someone said there was too much of this. I can get it because, like I said, the Shibata match was over in about 13 minutes.
1: Yeah. And I think this one feels like it goes about 20. I might be wrong. I mean, I don't have the bell to bell time down, but it it definitely it's like a very short comparatively for ones that usually go into like the ninth inning. Mm. Uh This is comparatively shorter. I I I just got to say because the two of them are like Goto sort of Ishii's equal, not quite, yeah. but that's what's really great about it is because he's. Most of the time, and why he works as like a, a sleeper in the G1 is because he takes people into his deep waters. Yeah. That makes them swim. Goto's got armbands. Yeah. Goto's got his like flotation device. He's ready. Yeah. He, he can do it. I think
0: it's also a case that Ishii can believably beat anyone and it doesn't hurt I, the other guy's rep, but he can also believably lose to someone and it doesn't hurt Ishii's rep necessarily. Yeah.
1: He's like a linchpin, like a James Milner in terms of... Well, I've always
0: said he's like an Arne Anderson.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see Ishii hit a spine buster. Could you imagine? <laughs> Especially on like one of the smaller guys. Like a Ah uh, oh, like maybe like the junior heavyweight champion, just to see him pound him straight through the map. But like I say with
0: Ishii, it's not that he's no selling, it's that he's consistent in his he he sells he makes his selling mean something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, like he might receive some nasty chops and forearms and everything, and then he won't sell, but then when he knocks that person down, that's when he sells. Like, he doesn't want to display weakness. Like I was saying, it was it's really quite reminiscent of your least favourite match in this series, the UWF shoot-style match, where the second someone actually does sell, there's sig-
1: significance, there's blood in the water. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't want to like retread all my uh, negative energy towards that, but... Selling, as well as the selling meaning something and you're right I think he just wants to feel safe mm. for him to be able to feel hurt and that's why he only does it when his opponent is down yeah. obviously it's a sound combat strategy what I like as well is when he's like firing up so to speak and Goto's just wailing on him with fire, um, forearms, um, he effectively hits like one five arm almost back mm. and that strike that fire up strike means even more whereas with some people um, when they fire up and then hit their like how many other moves or do more like kill death sequence it's like because it's a whole choreographed sort of thing seen as incredibly guilty of this um it, it sort of just feels a bit contrived whereas he just hits you once really hard in the face and it gets the crowd going more it doesn't feel like oh here we go again
0: and he's and he wants It's almost like he wants to get hurt as well because he's just challenging people when they go
1: to him it's yeah. like that
0: didn't hurt give me more give me more he's
1: a bit masochistic isn't yeah he?
0: yeah of course and it's interesting as well that goto almost finds the weakness and exploits that throughout the rest of the match when he starts hitting kicks and go and she really does start selling those and so he yeah.
1: returns to those kicks as the match goes on and obviously goto's found that keys unlocked the door and i think maybe ishii on a character level sort of enjoys the challenge of that he's not shying away he you can never accuse him of being a coward he is the stone pitbull yeah. he's like okay i'm being tested now this will make me better he's just got that he looks like one of those people that just looks like um Oh, something went wrong. Oh, there's a problem. Good, I can smash through it. I can get better. I can get stronger. He's iron sharpens iron. I think he's very much imbued in his mentality.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so they 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 also do some pop up no cells. I noticed, like, if she hits a German Zublex and goes, and so gets straight
1: back up. Yeah, um, I mean, it's not shark jumping levels like towards the end of King's Road, but. I get why it's in. It's just part of modern wrestling.
0: And also another callback to the Shibata match is when Goto gets the sleep hold on and Go to, and Ishii starts frothing
1: at the mouth. <laughs> Do you reckon he had a sherbet dib dab just pouch in his like in his wrist tape just so he could start <laughs> getting it on the go? Probably not, but I just like to think in my head.
0: And um, I, I love the lariat off that they have. <sighs> Where neither guy will go up, go down, yeah. and then they both go down eventually.
1: It's just like watching two big like like Ents from Lord of the Rings just wail on each other. Mm. Just Two thick arms. It's almost as masculine as that needless um, c- camera cut in Predator. When uh, Schwarzenegger, let's see where Carl you're going Weathers, with this song, yeah, where Schwarzenegger and Weathers uh, shake hands. Oh yes, and the, the bicep flex. You
0: son of a bitch.
1: Yeah, just so unnecessary. It's the most macho, three-second cinema clip I can think of. I remember I saw that at the cinema, and in that moment during that
0: cut, I just heard one man in the audience go, "Yes." <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Oh, God. So long as he had his he's, he had his trousers on, that's fine, I guess. This is one of my
0: notes as well, because uh, Goto goes back to the sleeper.
1: Ishii fights out, literally. Because he just starts punching him from behind. <laughs> yeah. just the sim- sometimes the best characters are the simplest ones, and that's what I've found with both Ishii and Masanobu Fushi in this, is you can put them as a person down on a business card Uh, but it because it's so simple you can extrapolate so much from it because fushi is just that shit house because um she's built like a brick shit house Mm. um you just work with it and you can plug it in with so many different people whereas sometimes when people create like space like page long character bios in wrestling it's like well i wouldn't do this because x and y and x and y and when i did this three years ago it meant like that you don't have any of that you have a man who can a man for all seasons
0: so then they go into the finishing sequence like i said with g1 climax you get those finishing sequences but i think it works with this one because they've been so hard battering each other it's interesting to see them now trying to dodge and reverse things because there is that sense in both of them i've just got to hit one more big move here and i might be able to finish it and i can't I don't necessarily have enough left in me to take much more as well. Maybe
1: defense is a good idea. Yeah.
0: So then they start blocking lariats and ducking lariats and dodging them and and hitting their own moves. Yushiguro, groshis, GTRs, brain busters off the second rope. Um, Yeah. and
1: uh, His shouting car.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was brilliant as well when um, she's going for that brain buster, but he's able to, like we say, we love it when they can reverse a
1: move into one of their own moves. Yeah. Nighttime especially is uh, quite good for that. Yeah.
0: Um, So she goes for the... um, uh, Dodges the... um, Escapes the GTR finisher, then headbutts uh, uh, Goto off (laughs) and hits an Enziguri and a sliding lariat. That gets a really long two-count. And again, like with the Omega match, it's like Goto has... fight to cake stay in, but he doesn't really have any enough to actually fight back, so then yeah. it's just putting him out of his misery at that
1: point. Yeah, it I mean, did Omega feel... it
0: was the one-winged angel with Ishii, It was the brain buster.
1: Yeah, it did feel a bit um, of Mice and Men at the end, where he mm. was just
0: yeah. pulling the trigger. So, yeah, I bloody love this
1: match, and I'm giving it five stars. Likewise. I yes. just... Oh, it's so good. So simple, but so effective. And I just want to make it clear, I'm not saying simple in terms of, like, anything disparaging far from it i'm just saying it in terms of the sense of you can have these easily done things these simplistic things and it can just be so beautiful you don't need all these like contrived uh, reverse rana's and you know oh, i mean there
0: are it. those things but they're not like ridiculously intricate neither of them neither of these guys well maybe goto can but he doesn't goto sort of adapts to the person he's wrestling i suppose yeah like you say, maybe it's because he doesn't necessarily have much of a personality himself outside <laughs> of it. I don't know. I don't know. We, we've we got limited uh, experience of him as a wrestler. Um, I think this is the last Goto match we cover as well.
1: That's oh, a shame, because there's, uh, I don't want to sound really patronising, but there is potential there. I know he's played the role... Well, in he's
0: in the... his 40s now. He's in his early 40s, yeah. and he's training in the LA Dojo with um, Shibata. But he did have a really good G1 in 2019 and looked like he was, he was in the running right up to the end. Okay. And he did recently challenge JY for the intercontinental title. So it's not impossible that there is a future G1 climax. Cause I could see Goto actually being the first one to win a G1 climax, but believably lose defending it in the oh, build up to wrestle briefcase. Lose Rebel the briefcase. Yeah.
1: Oh, that'd be a great nearly man part of his character as well. Um, and then maybe he's got to like fight to even be on the card yeah, I, I'm, I'm completely fantasy booking now, but yeah, I could, that would be a really good I mean, if he's training at the LA Dojo, maybe he could be one of the guys to help cement New Japan America going forward. Well, well, yeah,
0: I would think he'd be maybe a key part of that. Maybe mean, maybe he'll be challenging for the US title at uh, Wrestle Kingdom, potentially. There you go. But anyway, uh, the final part of this mini round robin <laughs> is our next match in the 5 star What are we covering next? Uh, we are covering uh, Tomohiro Ishii again
1: versus Kenny Omega.
0: Yes, now that is going to be a clash of ideologies. Oh, yes. But if people can get in touch with you in between to give you uh, the pamphlet for their ideologies, where can they go?
1: Uh, People can get in touch with me on Twitter, where I'm so known as Simon Cross Free, free for the number of independent doctors that probably had to test these guys for concussion after this match. My name is Lorcan
0: Mullin, that's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for the Prophet Abraham, N for Guru Nanak. That's my Twitter handle, Instagram, Facebook, Letterboxd. If you want to get in touch with me, put an at gmail.com at the end of Lorcan Mullen, and that's my email address. Uh, The show's Twitter handle is lmtyspod, and if you put an at gmail.com at the end of lmtyspod, that is also our email address. But there's nothing left for us to say at this point, other than my name's Lorcan Mullen. And my name's Simon Cross. Thank you for letting us tell you something. Have a five-star time. Until the next time. right